Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Tuesday, January 26th at 11.30 a.m. in New York, so let's get after it. With 2021 off to a fast start for equities, the markets seem to be taking on a little different complexion. In a word, it's become more speculative. Greed has overcome fear in a way that I've only witnessed a few times in my 30-year career. By the way, when such periods arise, it's rarely been easy or wise to try and get in the way. Such trends typically need to run their course and exhaust themselves. It's remarkable to think that we could be in such a trend during a global pandemic when half the economy is still shut down for most countries. However, it's also precisely the reason why it's happening. As we've stated many times, it's the health crisis nature of this recession that has led to the greatest monetary and fiscal policy response in history. Never before has the Fed printed so much money in such a short period of time. More specifically, the Fed's balance sheet is currently expanding at the rate of 72% on a year-over-year basis. To put that into context, the Fed's balance sheet growth never exceeded 22% during the Great Financial Crisis. Secondly, the government is providing fiscal spending like we've never seen before either. As noted in last week's thoughts on the market, we've lost about $350 billion in wages and income so far during this recession, but the government has sent well over a trillion dollars in payments to individuals to cushion the blow. With half of the economy still shut down for the pandemic, that money has nowhere to go. With extra time and cash on their hands, Americans have made the stock market a new pastime. The stories of newly minted millionaires and even billionaires seems perverse during a health crisis, but here we are. It's also conjured up comparisons to the tech bubble of 1999 and 2000. However, back then it was a very positive narrative of a healthy economy driven by a technological revolution. This time it's more about the liquidity and stimulus that has been provided to get us out of the pandemic. In other words, it's not that people are so bullish about the future, but rather that they're flush with cash and the excitement that life is about to get back to normal after such a terrible year for humanity. I find it ironic that people were more bullish in 1999-2000 about the future, a time when we were much closer to the end of the economic cycle than the beginning. As we've been noting for months, this is a new economic cycle, and it's a powerful one thanks to the size of the stimulus. New bull markets that coincide with new economic cycles last for years, not months. In short, we have a long way to run. Nevertheless, we can't ignore the fact that pockets of excess have developed in financial markets too. More specifically, we have seen a rise in activity for low-priced stocks, SPACs, IPOs, cryptocurrencies, and profitless but very fast-growing companies in exciting areas like alternative energy. Our advice here is to take a pause and observe a bit as these excesses are wrung out. But bear in mind, we're at the beginning of a new economic cycle, and that usually means a multi-year bull market run has begun. However, new bull markets can get exuberant at times and need to correct. Looking back to the prior economic cycle, it's interesting to note that the S&P 500 is tracking almost exactly what it did coming out of that recession, up about 80% over 10 months. Back then, the S&P 500 then entered a long consolidation during which it made little progress over the next eight months before resuming higher. While past is not always prologue, it can be a good guide. It also lines up pretty nicely with our current forecast for limited upside in the S&P 500 for the rest of this year, but with big opportunities still lurking beneath the major averages in companies that have greater leverage to a strong economic rebound. These would include stocks in the pro-cyclical sectors like banks, materials, industrials, and consumer. However, we would look to buy these on pullbacks from current levels. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 